everybody. We're here. We made it. Candid. We've been talking about it for so long. We're finally doing it. It's a candid podcast that's going to be candid. And I'm going to tell you about what, what, why it's candid. Yeah, let's. Okay. Disclaimer, everyone, for this mm. podcast. Big disclaimer. This is an unfiltered podcast. We may talk about subjects that will be uncomfortable, triggering, or contain adult themes and language. We cannot guarantee trigger warnings and listener discretion is advised. Everything discussed in this podcast is based off of opinion. Neither of us are professionals. We are creating an environment to casually discuss opinions and personal experiences. They should not be misinterpreted as statements as to what every system or survivor's experience is, what is fact, or what is right and wrong. Okay, we did it! We're here. We're here. The first ever episode of Candid. Yes. Um, the the working title right now it might be titled differently when it's up with all of you listening and seeing. But working title for this episode is "Breaking the Silence of Survivors." Yeah, I can't see the whole thing actually. (laughs) Yeah, "Breaking the Silence (laughs) of Survivors." I can't see a title at all. Oh, but that works. It works. We're going to be talking about some some heavy stuff potentially. So please we'll probably be aware. laughing through it. Probably. Yeah. Like don't think that if we're laughing at something that we don't know that it's a serious topic. Sometimes when things are heavy, you you've got to laugh to get through it um, yeah. and not get triggered. But yeah, this could this could be fun and I'm glad that we're going to have the chance to like actually talk about some stuff like this because it's not talked about that much. Yeah hence breaking the silence Mm -hmm. um no more silence do we want to just jump into the jump into the little ideas list of things to talk about we can do but also we should let people know that if they're hearing this as a audio only podcast if you want to see us recording this on zoom and our faces and reactions and stuff like that you can go to our youtube channel which is candid audios candid audios on youtube um to see to see our faces so that yes. we can see your lovely faces in the comments but uh yeah let's let's jump and in also additionally in case you don't know who we are oh yeah <laughs> you can find us um you can find us braided bunch on tiktok on youtube we will have all of our links below um but our our system's name is braided bunch my name is charlie i am the host of our system and our system's name is Dissociated, or at least that's how we're known. Um, or Dissociated, D-I-D, some people call it that. There's no official way to say it. Everybody just does their best and we all roll with it. Um, but uh, my name is Kaya. I'm the host of the Dissociated system. And you'll also be able to find our links to our YouTube and, and TikTok and stuff like that if you want to check us out as well. And your TikTok is Kaya Co. Yeah, yeah. So Dissociated is like a project that we run to raise awareness and um, just talk about a lot of stuff to do with DID. And we hope to one day um, like make a charity out of it or something like that. That's the biggest goal for Dissociated. But for us personally, like our personal accounts on TikTok and Patreon and stuff like that, they're all under Kaya and Co. But Dissociated is the is the YouTube if you're interested in like more educational type awareness videos. Okay, you ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump in. Let's do okay. it. So let's talk about why, 
just a, a big overarching question to start us off. Um, why is it important to speak out as survivors? I honestly want to know, like, why you started speaking out. Because um, I've seen yeah. your TikToks. That's how we met was on TikTok. And yeah. you've always been, from what I've seen, very open about your experience as a trauma survivor and the things that you went through in childhood. And I personally had not seen anybody be that open about it um, online. And why, why did you start doing that? Why does it feel important to you as a survivor? Yeah, I just, I also really quickly wanted to <laughs> say, as I read that out, I was the one who wrote that question and realized like, why is it important to speak out as survivors? It is not essential for survivors to speak out. If you don't want to speak out, don't mm. speak out, be safe. But for us, um, we're in a place where we have enough support around us and people who were threats to us in the past are not threats at all to us anymore. Um, so we're in a space where it's safe for us to be open. Um, and that's not going to be the case for everyone. But um, when we started kind of coming to terms with everything, it was kind of, I, I think it was a weird circumstance or kind of a unique circumstance of we're coming to terms with everything. We can either come to terms with everything on our own in private and then decide what to share. And then everything's probably going to be a lot more filtered. Or we can decide right off the bat, really do some reflection. Do we feel comfortable? Do we feel safe sharing this? And then you'll be able to see the actual process as we go through it. Mm. And we've always been very unfiltered, <laughs> um, very uncensored just as people. Um, and uh, I think that it just... I'm so sorry. No, I just fine. got really distracted. We it's have this for anyone watching on YouTube. We have um, a massive jar of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, a jar of peanut butter. And there's just an, an unfortunate shape of some of the peanuts right here. <laughs> they must have done that on purpose. There's no way. They had to have. I just got distracted. <laughs> Anyways, um, peanut but... butter is far more important. <laughs> Oh my God. It's the things your mind latches onto when you're thinking about your childhood trauma and you're like, wait. It's literally anything else, <laughs> anything yeah. but this topic. Yep. That's relatable. But like we're good at dissociating from it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really easy for me to think about what we went through because I don't have those memories. I just know the bullet points of what we've been through to think of them just as bullet points mm. um, and just as facts. Um, and I think that just, I don't know. I think we've said before that we're the worst people to be a DID system because we're really bad at keeping things secret. Like <laughs> being a system, you evolve to keep things secret and mm. that just stopped somewhere along the way for us. Mm. Um, and so just, I think it just helped to make that decision from really early on and to have the kind of environment that your system, especially, um, as well as many others, helped create for other systems to be able to um, speak out. So there was that environment already there for us to be able to be vocal about our journey. Hmm. I'm really glad that, that you did. Um, it really does help a lot of people and, and it helped us as well to see you be so honest about your experiences and so like no nonsense about it like you would just like this is what happened 
this was our experience. If you don't like it, you can fuck off. Like, and it was like yeah. really refreshing to be like, yeah, you know what? I, well, we fully believe you anyway, but like, it was like you fully believed in yourself. And a lot of the time, whenever I see people talking about their trauma and stuff like that, there is the, I mean, we're all told all the time. And as part of trauma, you're always going to want to think that you've made it up. Yeah. That something's wrong. So seeing you be so matter of fact about like, yeah, no, this happened to us. Um, yeah was helpful in coming to terms with our own stuff um to be like well yeah i I know like logically i know that that happened even if my brain is saying there's no way that happened you must be making it up you must be lying about it you know you're doing it you're doing it for attention or something like that it's like why would i be doing that i'm not doing that raider isn't doing that like we can be honest about it without having to try and like flush it down like push it down for other people's comfort um absolutely definitely most of our confidence about talking about it comes out of spite (laughs) i love that Um, but wherever it comes from that's fine it's like you know what no fuck this i'm not gonna be quiet about it i'm not gonna let myself be continuously pushed down like our society is formed to keep abusers safe and i'm not gonna play Mm -hmm. into that good because that's rubbish yeah it is rubbish it really is like so so many people are like oh you know why do you get so much negative attention like as community we get a lot of negative attention and it's like i just want people to take a second to think about why um especially with disorders like did and um like severe ptsd cptsd and stuff like that um people just don't believe in it and it's Probably partially because abusers are not going to want you to believe that, that children have been exposed to that sort of thing and had to develop this kind of disorder in order to survive. And then, you know, you see somebody speaking out about it, that's going to raise red flags for them. Like, oh God, they're talking about it. We've got to crush that. Yeah. Well, of course there's going to be loads of people that are like, ah, it's bullshit. The faker lying. Because if everyone was like, oh, hey, yeah, well, that means that this happened. How could this have happened? Why is this happening to children still? How do we stop it? But if it's just written off, nobody's going to look at it. Child abuse is so, so, so common and so much Mm. more common than people are comfortable talking about. And I am always shocked by the amount of people who, um, because, yeah, our society is set up to, keep people from talking about that and keep people from believing and accepting that that's real so that people can keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but the amount of people who are like all these people talking about this and this and this now, and like, well, if this is abuse, then I was abused as a child. And it's like, are you ready for some that? news that may be distressing? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this is a space where we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're talking about is it's much more common than you'd expect and like we were saying the other day when we were talking to someone about this like I highly doubt that there's anyone really or at least many people in this world who didn't have at least a close call when they were growing up whether it was with them or someone that they were directly very close to with someone 
at least coming really close to being a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so common. It is. It's way, way more common than I think a lot of people want to admit. And a lot of yeah. it is covered up by like, oh, well, that's, for example, generational stuff. Like, oh, well, that's what my parents did and I turned out fine. That kind of stuff, <laughs> it gets gets passed down because it's just considered to be normal at some point. And yeah. it's, it's difficult to be a cycle breaker. And there are a lot of people, especially in like the newer generations that we're seeing online that are very vocal about being dedicated to breaking that cycle, whether it's just for themselves, for the rest of their family, for their children, for um, their friends and every, everyone they're, they're around. Like it's really inspiring to see. Yeah. Well, and people also like children are the perfect victims because children mm-hmm. are still learning what is right and wrong in the world. Mm-hmm. So if someone finds you when you're young enough and teaches you, this is fine. Mm-hmm. This is what the world is. This is what it's supposed to be. But you're not supposed to talk about it with other people and everyone's experiencing this, but you're not supposed to talk about it. Yeah. So just like, this is what you were teaching you growing up. Yeah. That child isn't going to think that there's anything wrong happening to them. Mm. No, um, because children start, well, one theory is that children start as essentially a blank slate. If you yeah. tell somebody this is right, this is wrong, they're in a position of power over you and you have no other experience to base fact or opinion off of except this one person that you trust then of course that's going to be what your mindset is built on yeah there's no other frame of reference for a child and so often it's framed as a game um and it's like oh we don't tell people about this you know this 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 game that we play or something like that because it's easy for children to understand and want to be involved with Oh, some, something fun that involves me, even if it's not really that fun. Like, the kids. You're right. Yeah, for us, our, our primary abuser was um, an adult babysitter that we had. Um, and a lot of it came from a place of, these are the things that you, like, learn about life, but that your parents aren't supposed to teach you, so the other adults in your life are supposed to teach you, and you're like it's the cool little extra stuff you do with like the fun aunt or with the babysitter or with whatever. Um, And you don't tell your parents about it because it's like, but it, it was very much staged in the way of I'm teaching you about the world. This is my job and what I'm supposed to be like giving you as you learning what the world is. That's awful. I'm really sorry. Yeah. It's okay. We we have our own issues with it and uh, with obviously, um, but with like learning where our actual level of blame goes with that person, because I in many ways do genuinely think that they were in a place where they thought that they were preparing us for the world mm. um, in a really fucked up way. Mm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. no. Go. Um, I... I'd love to go, but I'm not sure I can. Um, it's, I think I was going to say something about, like, it's it's interesting that, um, are you comfortable with me using pronouns for this person or do you just want it to be completely blank? I think let's not right now. Okay. Um, so this is interesting that this person 
who hurt you um, was if they were saying that they were doing it to teach you about the world and the things that you would experience when you get older and prepare you for that in some way, um, then that person knew what they were doing and admitted it to themselves. I think a lot of abusers don't want to admit to themselves that what they're doing is wrong or cover it in, like you said, I'm doing it for your own good, this is for your own good, or I'm doing this because I love you. Um, like one, one of our experiences, um, which I, I was not a child when this happened, I was um, maybe around, I don't know, 20, 20 something, something like that. But um, I was in a relationship and he, um, he was very insistent that I had heat stroke. I didn't have heat stroke and I was telling him I definitely don't have heat stroke I'm just really fatigued because I have chronic fatigue syndrome um, this was Chloe at the time and he was very 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 insistent no you've got heat stroke you've got to listen to me I, I know what's best for you you know you can't make your own decisions and choices and he put me in a um, he, he held me down in a, a bath of like ice-cold running water um, yeah. for a very long time but like the whole time he was like i'm i'm doing this to help you you have heat stroke um not don't think that's actually the right way to treat heat stroke even if i did but <laughs> he was fully convinced that he was doing it for my own good to help yeah. me so a lot of people can be like oh well you know you love this person or this person loved you so they couldn't have abused you and it's like you can still be abusive and do abusive things even if you love somebody that doesn't yeah. take away from it and it's very hard as a survivor to see things as black and white oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's really hard to not make excuses for and forgive your abuser mm. for things. Um, and we're still finding the line with that because our abuser was battling addiction and a lot of the abuse happened when they were not sober and um in my opinion from what they did and what they were trying to prepare us for that was their concept of this is what the world is and what the world will do for you and I need to prepare you for that in a safe space mm -hmm. they must have been through some shit themselves mm -hmm. um so it's hard for me to fully hate them Mm -hmm. And to fully view them as a horrible person who was being abusive. I think their brain was just really fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely does not make what they did okay. Mm -hmm. It at all. Clearly it's left us with scars for life. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to find that when you're a survivor and when you have been through all that conditioning and all of that and, it's so easy to look at something from the outside and be like, this person abused you as a child. Obviously they're evil. Mm -hmm. But when you actually went through that and you knew that person and you saw all the intricacies, it's hard to. Yeah. Do you need yeah. a minute? Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Sure. Yes. Yes. Completely. Let me know if you need a minute at any point. Yeah. Um... No, no, no. I'm totally good. I'm just like. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 
and honestly i can see the same from like the the other perspective as well like it's different when you are in that situation and like you said you know that person or maybe you don't know them that well but at least you know enough about they were really fucked up to do that kind of stuff like maybe they had their own you know child abuse or past trauma or they were raised really badly or um they were struggling with something themselves and this was how they were to get what they wanted it's it's really really hard to be like yeah they're bad or what they did was bad when everything in you is conditioned to be like oh but they're not really bad they they need help and i was helping them by allowing them to do this stuff even if you weren't allowing them to do that stuff and it is it's really complicated but then from the other side of things for example when i've heard about somebody abusing somebody i love the rage i've never i've never felt anything like it like i, I will, will not like i'm aware that there's like excuses that can be made for people and um you know reasons why they might act the way they do but when it comes to hearing about somebody abusing somebody i love I, there is no fucking mercy on my side. Like, I know what it's like to be in a similar situation, but that will not click for me when it's about someone else. It's like, yeah, nah, terrible, evil, evil, evil person want to destroy, <laughs> destroy them. Like, clearly oh. your abusers are scum of the earth and like, <laughs> oh my God. But like, obviously oh. what I went through wasn't that bad. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's weird the way that the brain will, will twist things to somehow make it your fault in and it, it's never your fault it doesn't yeah. matter what you've done nobody deserves abuse Absolutely. and it's it's nobody's place to be judge and jury in terms of you deserve this abuse because of something you've done or yeah. you deserve this abuse because of something i've done no nah, it was not your fault like yeah. not not even debatable it's never your fault um so let's talk for a second like how have you found um how have you found it because you're very open about everything um and people have people know who you are mm. and like your youtube channel got really big and everything so people who you know in real life know mm-hmm how has that been and how is it like speaking out about things online is one thing but when it comes to people in the real world who you know and have known since childhood and stuff finding out about this and maybe they know the context and they know who you're talking about or whatever how has that been for you well this is something that I actually still struggle with because even though we've been online and talking about DID and our DID and things like that for many years now, we've never ever spoken about our trauma. The only thing that we've done is spoken about as part of the Me Too movement that we have been sexually abused, but we never said at what point in our life, by who, how many times or anything like that. Um, Honestly, what I said just now is probably the most we've ever shared about um, any type of abuse that we've been through. And honestly, I would like to share more because especially me as Kaya now, yes it's still massively conflicting and yes i still struggle to understand how to feel about all the many 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 abusers that we had all through our life from childhood all the way up to still now really like it's very difficult but also 
some of those people are still in our life. Mm -hmm. And like we already said, I can't see them as inherently bad people or like I, I don't know whether I should or not. It's, it's very, very complicated and very, very difficult. But at the same time, there's something in me that is just screaming to just tell someone, tell, tell people about this happened to us, regardless of, you know, putting blame on people or, you know, this happened or letting other people know. I just want to be able to share that, yeah, this happened to us, but it's really difficult to do that when people jump to so many conclusions. Like, even though we've never shared anything about our trauma, there's a whole load of people out there who are absolutely convinced of these, like, conspiracy theories about what must have happened to us as children. And they're all massively wrong. Like, they're, <laughs> none of them are even close to being right. Yeah. But it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's hard when people that you know are still in, in your life. And there's a lot of shame around it. There's people in our life who have said, like, I'm embarrassed by you. Um, sharing this stuff or you know now people think that i'm a bad ex to you because like ex, not x is in like ex partner but x is in like the letter x like a bad whatever to you yeah um because you have did even though i haven't said anything about you know what could have caused it um also i do want to put something in here i'm not saying whether this is relevant to me or not but a lot of people do tend to think that it must be the parents yeah um, that's not always the case it could be anything like like you said babysitter it could yeah. be um what was it americans call it is it pre preschool is that what you call the first yeah. young school yeah. um Teachers, for us it nursery siblings, it can be yeah 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 siblings friends family friends of family extended family it could be teachers it could be to anybody, anybody, it does not have to be parents. So immediately yeah. assuming that it's parents, a lot of the time it is, but not always. And it can be damaging to a survivor for um, that to be the immediate assumption because it might make somebody feel like their experience isn't valid enough. Well, um, and also it can be difficult. Like for us, it wasn't our parents. Mm -hmm. And um, it can be difficult to talk about things like this when you know that people are immediately going to place blame on your parents and you're mm -hmm. trying to be like, I still have a relationship with them and it's positive and I would like it to remain that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be silent because people might assume a certain thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to let how people, random strangers online are going to interpret stuff change how I'm going to heal and all that but um I wish like, I could be that strong I really worry about everything we say being twisted somehow back onto our family regardless of whether they were involved or not which I'm not going to say but yeah like it doesn't it doesn't it yeah it's hard really hard yeah it really is. And don't assume what people's trauma is. Mm -mm. <laughs> Just don't do it. A lot of people still don't know. Like, we know bits. We know enough. Don't really want to know anymore. And, like, also just being in situations where, like, perhaps, um, like, we, we know somebody who it wasn't, wasn't parents um, who were the main abusers. It was somebody else. But the parents absolutely 
unknowingly facilitated that abuse yeah so it could also be like you know i can't can't hate my parents because they weren't my main abusers but they also allowed that abuse to happen or somehow encouraged that abuse to happen or didn't step in or you know didn't notice and those can also be very difficult emotions to deal with of like how did you miss this yeah why didn't you protect me or something like that but then also the parents if they were completely innocent it's going to be very difficult for them to deal with those feelings as well how could i have let this happen to my child yeah if they weren't involved at all Um, well and it's hard also like when you when you are dealing with did and the amnesia that comes with it and everything and like so complicated it's it's like how did you not notice how did you not intervene whatever but then also like were the reason yeah because we covered it up yeah unknowingly yeah completely unknowingly we were really fucking good at covering it up so you didn't know this mm-hmm. um but yeah it's hard and like like we've had abusers who like our parents brought them into our life mm-hmm. but they didn't know mm-hmm. and at a certain point parents can't protect their kids from everything mm-hmm. as much as we wish that they could mm-hmm. and like and there's so many intricacies and like we speak also sometimes about um coxa child on child sexual assault because we um that's not our primary um, trauma or anything, but we two small levels did experience that. And that's so fucking hard when it's like, how do you place blame on another kid? But then do you place blame on their parent? Mm-hmm. Yes, to an extent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's just hard when there are those things that it's like, you don't necessarily have someone to blame. Yeah. And then it's like, what, what do I do with all these emotions? You know, there's no, there's, there's anger, there's pain. Where do I put it if there's nobody, you know, nobody to, I don't know, there's nothing to be done. Like you can't do anything yeah. about it. Um, and you, you know, like probably at least in our circumstance, like I doubt those people remember that at all. I doubt the people who were involved in that remember it at all or identify it as what it was. Mm-hmm. But the reality is like, just because you didn't necessarily have like a solid abuser who was like the classic archetype evil person who was sussing out the child to abuse the trauma is just as real yeah and it has just as real effects Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that there aren't people who do have abusers like that in their life who are very much stereotypical and that's still also awful but it's really hard when so many assumptions are made that that is the only way to have been abused or that is the only way to have developed the idea and it must fit this you know preconceived category of what your childhood must have been like yeah. it's, it's there's a reason why so many did did and osdd systems are so massively different it's because all our experiences and our traumas and the way we were raised and the way our brain works is completely different you can't yeah. put a system or any kind of survivor in a hole and be like oh well, yeah you're the same as everyone else so therefore you must have experienced this this and that why can't you just do this this and that and we hear all the time why didn't you tell the police why didn't you go to the police i was a fucking child yeah. <laughs> like and also the police 
a lot of the time are not helpful at all or make things worse. Same with child protective services. Like it, it's not, it's not like an easy fix. A lot of people immediately go to blaming the victim rather than thinking about how could somebody have done this and how can we stop it in the future? Yeah. Um, you okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just looking at upcoming questions. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, so let's talk for a second because just talking about like family and stuff, something that we've found um, that I think is just like a deeply ingrained thing that is, um, I think we're moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll just say what it is. So I'm not just like saying a bunch of vague stuff. Um, so like generations and discomfort about being open about things, how like the boomer generation very much is more in a, um, in a state of, you don't talk about what they did to you. Mm-hmm. You hold that all in. And then as it goes down the line through generations, it gets a little bit more like, well, you tell the people who are close to you, but you don't make that public. Mm-hmm until now at Gen Z, people are being much more open and vocal. Mm -hmm. And that also like connects with the internet and everything and all that. But um, I think it's really moving in the right direction of not putting, when you're a survivor, you've already been through shit. You shouldn't need to continue to fight these battles. But when you are a survivor in our society, you have to keep fighting these battles. And a lot of the responsibility is still put on you after the fact of keeping things quiet, of handling things in the right way, mm-hmm. of talking about it in the right way to the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still find that people who are adults in our life, when we talk about this, are really uncomfortable with the fact that we're talking about it publicly. And I think in a many ways, it's just a generational thing that's really changing. But have you kind of like encountered that and What do you think about? um, Yeah, like the majority of the adults in, oh, I said that like I'm still a child. (laughs) Yeah, just we don't see ourselves as adults, even though our body is 25. It's, I will always, always see myself as not somebody in a, who knows I don't know, just just le- less than other people. There will always be, even if they're younger. Like I consider you to be older than us. Yeah. Just because I respect you. And no, no, you're a, you're like a year or two younger than us, aren't you? What yeah, age? Yeah. Um, what was I saying before? I, oh, the 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 older people in our life, um, from like the generation before us, um, and the generation before that. It's all very much and some of them in particular are very vocal about the fact that speaking about anything that is to do with struggling at all is a weakness and that it's not something you should speak about that it's embarrassing that it makes you less of a person that you're then not deserving or worthy of respect and that you should just never ever speak about it that you should never feel it in the first place and that's all sorts of things to from mental illness to physical illness to even just discomfort it's Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if part of it comes from being very sort of traditional English, you know, stiff upper lip, stiff upper lip. You don't talk about that. You don't show about it. Like my um, my my nickname through my life from one of um, some somebody in our life was always um, tough as boots, Chloe. And it was always a massive area of pride for this person that um, if I was really, really ill, I would brush it off like it was nothing to the point of making myself very, very sick. And, you know, no matter what bad things happened, we just pushed through it. We never complained about it. We never sought help. We'd just take it and take it and take it and take it and keep going. And then now as I'm older and I'm starting to come to terms with the fact that, you know what, no, actually I am disabled from a lot of things that my body has been put through that I am massively mentally ill and traumatized and there are things that I need for example a walking stick sometimes to help me get around the house that sometimes I will just sleep through full days at a time because of my chronic fatigue that I'm gonna experience flashbacks and need time to recover from them mental health days that sort of thing it's been a, a big struggle to come to terms with the fact that that is a fact and it's not just me being lazy or weak or that I'm not trying hard enough. And I'm still told repeatedly by this person, and I do believe it comes from a place of love and um, them wanting to respect me. But every time I say something about that and I try to explain it in as scientific a way as possible, um, it's always what happened to my tough as old boots, Chloe. Like you know, this, this, this isn't you, you know, that you're not really like this, you know, that sort of stuff. It's, it's very much don't talk about it. Yeah. Just, you just push through. It's not something that's spoken about and you shouldn't speak about it. And I think less of you if you do. Um, and that's hard. Yeah. I do think that that's a generational thing because that person's father was even more like that. Yeah. Um, so it, it gets passed down and it's easy to fall into the same things if that's how you've been raised to feel yeah uh, but it's got to stop somewhere I have literally nothing to add to that other than that I just really relate to everything you just said so much I'm not surprised I'm not surprised I'm sorry you've had to experience it too I think a lot of people can relate to it yeah and it's it's such a wild transition when you notice how it really feels like you've become so weak when you were so resilient and just push through and push through and push through. And then suddenly you're like actually trying to give yourself space and actually trying to like take care of yourself. And suddenly it feels like everything's done a 180. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, well, I, I have to weigh up. Do I make myself suffer and really, really ill and in pain constantly, but you're proud of me and you love me? Yeah. Or do I take care of my body? and do my best to be healthy and listen to what I need and recover as a healthy person who's trying to fight through their trauma, but know that you're actively disappointed in me and don't see me as your Chloe anymore. It's, you know, it's, it's weighing up the two and that's really difficult as well. Do you put yourself first or do you put other people's views of you first? But it, it has an impact on you either way. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, What do you feel about like, so talking about these things publicly, Mm. there becomes a lot of 
well, you're automatically going to get an audience that is also traumatized (laughs) and also abused. Um, And then also there's just so many people who are so uncomfortable with people talking about this and being public and everything. Um, What's kind of your experience been in uh, feeling like in trying to talk about things that are already so hard to talk about and so hard to be open about, and you're trying to be true to yourself in being open about it, feeling then an added responsibility and expectation of you to cater to other people's discomfort around you talking about it. It's very difficult because we the, the way that our system, um, and especially Chloe, function and have functioned in the past was always you only exist to serve or help other people. You are an object to help other people reach their goals. So when it came to like, we're going to talk about something now, it was never supposed to be about us. It was always, we're going to use our pain to help other people. And then being told like, you're doing it wrong, or, you know, um, you need to move this around us or whatever. It was never even a thought for us of how do we feel about it? It was always, that is a fact. So yes, of course we will do that. And it's only like almost very, very recently that we've been like, hold on a second. Like you've come into our space um, where we're talking about very difficult things and we will always care about and do what's best for as many people as possible as much as we can. But it's also okay to consider your own feelings and how you feel and your experiences which may not match everyone else's but it's also not your responsibility to try and make it match everyone else's for other people's like comfort yeah we're not here to make people comfortable we're not here to be used by people we're not here to speak about things just so that other people can you know like consume it A lot of it is just, if this helps, fantastic. But also this is just who we are and we should be allowed to share it after being silenced for so long. But how do you feel about it? Because you experienced that too. Like, Yeah, well, I feel like just anyone who talks about it gets this sudden, and we talk about this a lot, that people um, seem to have this expectation of creators who talk about their mental health and talk about things that they've been through and disability and stuff to not actually experience the disabilities and mental illnesses that they talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they expect you to be perfect and healthy and not have any issues around it or make mistakes. No amnesia. Yeah. yeah. Know, nothing like that. And it's like, you know, who we, you know, we've got this disorder, right? It's you, yeah. Sorry. Carry on. Um, no, no, no. I just, I think that, um, something with, yeah, I think that, there's a lot of people who expect, especially like with you guys, we see it a lot because you guys did get so big so fast mm-hmm. um, that people expect people who are talking about their experiences to not be talking about their experiences. Yeah. They expect someone to be the perfect middle ground mm-hmm. of what everyone's experiences and be completely perfectly inclusive of every potential um different survivors experience which is impossible because everyone is so different Mm. every experience is going to be so different and at a certain point it's okay to just talk about your experience which is why we have in that disclaimer like we're talking about our experiences Mm. this is not going to reflect on every DID system this is not going to reflect on every survivor Mm. 
this is not going to reflect on every person mm. and it's, it's not okay. meant to represent everybody like we've never said and you guys have never said you know our experience will absolutely be exactly the same as everyone else's and you know we are the f- some people have called us in the past like the face of did and i'm like that is the, the, i i want so far to not be that like yeah. i want to be as far away from that as possible and also that's so damaging nobody should be the face of a disorder because yeah. everyone's experience of pretty much every disorder is unique and different and you know this isn't we're not like talking about makeup here it's <laughs> it's yeah. so much oh man it, yeah well, do you're like fucking the beauty community yeah I'm sorry not to laugh at or minimize the beauty community they're just totally different things they are they are it's so massively different some people put like creators in a box and think you know all, all creators are the same they are just a creator or um a influencer or stuff like that and once it gets to that point of people seeing you only as that there's a lot of expectations that come with it and people forget that you're a person and that you know maybe you didn't intend to be an influencer or a creator or even to really get that much attention yeah i mean responsibilities come with it sure but that doesn't mean that everybody is innately prepared for it (laughs) (laughs) takes some time um and yeah people people forget that creators and and um people who share their experiences online are humans like human people just on the other side of a screen it's not yeah. all you know big teams and you know marketing scratch strategies and stuff like that like we don't have a team behind us yeah. when we were working with people who had um hundreds of thousands of less subscribers than we ha- had they had huge teams working with them who were doing like you know PR and filming and sound and editing and marketing and stuff like that. And they were like, how have you managed to get to this huge amount of subscribers with this huge community by yourself? And we would be like, I didn't know we were supposed to have anything else. Like, I don't know. It just happened. Like, is that what we were supposed to be doing? <laughs> Literally, yeah. I was kind of like very blindsided when like Chloe first started collabing with like other creators and things like that not necessarily DID creators but other creators and was like well no wonder it seems so much easier for you guys like (laughs) we've been doing all of this ourselves um but yeah every creator is different but every creator is a person well and also people exist People expect, like, I feel like even more than other creators, and maybe that's just because we're in this community and I don't know, but I feel like people expect such consistency out of DID creators, mm-hmm. which is just like stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but it just is. We have DID, uh-huh. especially if it's not just like, like we're not, I'm not just making content as Charlie. Mm-hmm. I am kind of running our systems stuff because I'm just out the most but Mm -hmm. like if Roxy decides to make a video it's gonna be different than mine (laughs) yeah yeah Um, like I've seen people like want things and be like oh well you know I'm not here for you know I didn't subscribe for this content and it's like well we're a DID system there's gonna be different (laughs) there's gonna be different content you knew that when you signed up for it like nobody behind the screen is gonna be like oh god they don't like the content by this altar they'll never come out again they're not like imaginary characters that have been created for your entertainment like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. we've definitely had a few times where like 
specifically with Roxy. Roxy is very like I consider myself uncensored. She's mm-hmm. very uncensored <laughs> um, and very abrupt, mm-hmm. uh, which honestly I try to learn from. But um, she's made some videos where she feels very passionately about things and in some ways is really kind of chastising the community about some things, um, which I have my opinions about. But um, she'll make these videos and people will comment on it and be like, this is so different from your normal stuff. I just didn't expect this from you. And it's like, but it wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't you. Like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. I'm not like if someone makes something that's actively dangerous or mm. something, obviously I will go. And once I find that, I will take it down. Mm. But I'm also not here to micromanage our system. Mm hmm. And I'm not here to decide what is, what belongs or what doesn't belong on our channel. I'm not here to run that in that way. Mm. Most of them have been around a lot longer than I have and have existed a lot longer than I have. I don't have that kind of authority just because I'm out more often. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I get to make those decisions. So like, I don't know how I got to this point and this subject, but um, I just feel strongly about it and like y'all, you're not, not everything you get from a DID creator is going to match the box you put them into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just because you've put someone in a box doesn't mean that that's actually the box that they're in. Yeah. You know, I'm getting just, a bit. It's so, it's so intense with you guys. And like the fact that y'all like so clearly for so long, we're trying to really like research everything and be able to talk about every different aspect that's common with systems Mm -hmm. and so then like you would maybe talk about a certain kind of abuse or a certain kind of trauma or whatever and then everyone's like they made specific videos about this this is what they've been through and this is what they're promoting and this is what they believe in and like what no no we just wanted to putting words in people's mouths yeah I mean it, it happens a lot with like all creators people yeah. Um, love to try and spin their own stories about, you know, the things that they don't know because that's fascinating. But still real people. You're yep. still real people. Yeah. You're real people. Everybody online is real people. And everybody makes mistakes. There are a lot of people, like, after we put um, our video where you interviewed us on our channel about things that happened to us that people are like oh my god they're talking about it to start drama and they're they're attacking this person it's like no no look nobody deserves to be attacked for anything like full stop a lot of this stuff should have been handled privately and just because i'm now sharing my side of the story doesn't mean that it's okay for anyone else to then get involved you know it's done it's over like don't everybody is so ready at all times to sick creators on each other or yeah. like send creators like i've seen people sending the mf system and stuff like that like oh, oh you know is this person faking and you know you should you should react to this person who's starting drama and it's like they're not like that they're, they're not we're not here to tell you how to feel and how to act and who's right yeah. or who's wrong it's like we're just people doing our own shit like stop trying yeah. to fire everyone up and be like oh they're fighting again like no it's not about that it doesn't have to be about that 
Y'all, I promise you, Bro. anyone listening, anyone watching, I promise you everything is so much less fantastical than you expect it to be. Like people get these crazy theories. People get like all, all so worked up about these things and are like, oh, well, they did this intentionally because this and this and this. And it's like, mm-hmm. nah, dude, um, my, my shoulder really itched. So I kept like kind of doing that and like itching my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to set up a prerequisite to tell everyone that I've d- developed a tick disorder. Yeah. I haven't. And that is not like, why are y'all now talking about that? No. No, it's mad. <laughs> I on my shoulder. I got a mosquito bite the other day. <laughs> Like the the conclusions that some people draw out of nothing. Like, oh my God. Okay. So on TikTok earlier, this happened today, right? Um, I had posted like recently two TikToks about sort of coming to terms with being um, Aero Ace and um, how trauma might have impacted that or whether it is something that is just part of who I am as Kaya. Yeah. Or whether it's a response to something that I need to work on. And I was working through it. And um, in one of the videos, it was like a funny, humorous video where I was like, oh, you know, my brain tried to protect me from trauma by making me arrow ace. So I wouldn't experience that trauma again. And then I triggered myself by being like, why? Why has it done that? And, and digging too deep and getting triggered. And somebody, I shit you not, was like, I'd let, wait, let me see if I can find it. Cause no, I won't cause sounds will come up. But they were like, um, saying that this was some kind of really intense inside joke like some really they said really underground inside joke and then you guys are really starting to look like a cult and i was like how the fuck did you get (laughs) how did you arrive at that conclusion from us being like yeah we've experienced trauma and we're arrow ace and then being like cult you're 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 what's this underground inside joke that i don't know about and i was like what the fuck are you talking about like it's crazy what some people like they just I, I don't understand man don't. the amount of plotting that they that like everyone thinks y'all do and we're just sitting here talking to y'all like pretty much we're pretty much in the middle of a conversation most of the time most days yeah we talk pretty constantly and it's like oh yeah sorry I just woke up fatigue hit really hard yeah I think I'm gonna go make myself some tea that's literally it like that's like 90 percent of our days it's just like either one of us complaining about being in pain or talking about cora your dog or you know one of us is extremely fatigued and needs to go to bed and the rest of it is just doing stuff that like needs to get done or occasional like oh you know we'd like to do some painting so you do some painting or something like that and these other people seem to think that we're like (laughs) spending like 90% of our time absolutely plotting these incredible stories to take people down online or reading these insane books and and things like that and it's like no bro we are we are making it through life one minute at a time if we get out of bed before 12 like midday that is a great day we are awake for like six hours a day potentially like it's not we don't have time for that bro (laughs) (laughs) anyways But this is the degree of plotting that happens, you guys. Yeah, um, it's, it's literally like a lot of people seem to think that we both know about things a lot sooner than we do. 
we usually find out when somebody's like, they know about this, that look, 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 this must be a response to this, that, and the other. And like, we'll like call up Charlie yeah. and be like, did you know that people are saying this now? And that this person said this? And it's like, we'd never ever hear it from the source. It's yeah. usually like fucking fifth hand or some like really bizarre thread somewhere that Charlie's brought to our attention or something or vice versa. And it's oh like, my God. we're not in the well, loop. At all. Also, a lot of people now think that y'all are like pulling the wool over our eyes and you guys are like... But you're like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, a lot of people... Of there are many people who are on the... Um, your latest friend victim that we've sucked in. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> no, you know, it's okay. It's okay. I accept being the new friend victim. <laughs> so much no. enjoying your time. <laughs> No, but the amount of people who were like, it, it very, it was very clearly that they were trying to get us over to their side and they were like, we'll accept you, we'll forgive you, like, we don't have anything against you. Forgive you? For you're, what? You're just, for m- being friends with you? What kind of <laughs> schoolyard type bullshit is this? Yeah, like, we'll accept you, we're here for you when you, when you realize everything and it's like, okay. <laughs> Like, we've told you everything straight up from the start. And again, like, this is not some, like, we have a passing, like, we're your fans and we just every once in a while talk and we're just, like, we literally are talking 24-7 about the, uh, (laughs) like, everything. (laughs) Yeah. Like, ah, yes, you know how when you have discharge, it bleaches your underwear? Yeah, we spoke about that. (laughs) (laughs) Like the most gross. Like, I'm pretty sure not. I sent you a picture while I was on the toilet, like yesterday, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. Anyways, we're gonna move and have our la- lavender farm and mm. leave all this. It'll shit. be all nice. Where is it? We were gonna go to the Netherlands or something. Netherlands. We yes, we yesterday. Oh god, sorry. No, no, no. How are I'm you getting doing? quite? drained like I think I feel like we're we're near the end of our little question list for this and I feel like we're reaching a good time to start wrapping it up but um I do want to kind of uh talk about before we end this bring it a little bit back to the main subject yes Um, (laughs) away from wherever the heck that went (laughs) um but uh so let's talk about the environment that we're creating now for what? abusers in the public eye mm-hmm. and social media and how it's creating a new environment of in- accountability for abusers. Um, you know what I think is like awesome? Like I've seen like accounts and things like that where people are like, oh, you know, this person did this to me and here's the proof that they did this to me. Um, Or somebody has left like a really threatening, nasty comment on someone else. And that person will then respond to that comment with like a video response where it's been like, so um, I've emailed your parents and your employers and like stuff like that just to see if they're aware of, you know, your viewpoints and stuff like that. And then you get like a little update in the comments where somebody's like, they've been fired. (laughs) It's like, that's great. Because a lot of people seem to think and have in the past, like you can do a lot of stuff without there being any 
like no consequences. But now, even if you're, you know, an anonymous account and you say something online, there's a lot of like that. There's going to be somebody who will find out who you are, and yeah. you can't hide from the consequences of you being like threatening or you know sending death threats or racist stuff. Like somebody's going to call your ass out, and it will get back to people who know you in real life. And I I like seeing that because like karma. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Yes. Bless you. Not catering to anything. Literally just had a sneeze. <laughs> disclaimer sorry yes oh my god i didn't even think about i was like catering. i have to think every time because someone's always like oh my god somebody's gonna oh, be watching god. she's done it for them like, no bro i just have normal human reactions to stimulus like <laughs> there's probably some dust in here or something anyway um I just wanted to talk about, so we, we did an um, interview recently about mm -hmm. like talking about this stuff online um, as a survivor of mm -hmm. sexual assault. Um, and I think that there's kind of two layers to this is I think that it's beautiful to create an environment that's less safe for abusers to mm -hmm. be abusive. I also think that the more that we talk about this though, and it's a, it's a tricky thing and um I'm sure people are going to twist our words and sit, have a lot of shit to say about this, but it's fine. I feel strongly about how I feel and I'm confident in that. Um, there's been scientific studies and stuff on people, on people's brains. And like, if we're talking specifically about us having gone through childhood sexual assault from adults on pedophilia and pedophiles and their brains, and there is like scientific issues there with certain like things that were supposed to connect that didn't connect. So they actually have like dysfunctional brains that basically like, as you grow, you're supposed to start gaining paternal feelings towards children mm -hmm. and they never got that. So mm -hmm. they actually have like an issue with their brain and how it perceives children. Mm -hmm. So I think the more we talk about this, the more also we can both make it an unsafe place for abusers to get away with things and also hopefully make it a safer place for people to actually be able to seek help before things happen. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is you can make, you can persecute people as much as you want for what they've done. That's only ever going to happen after they've already done it. Mm -hmm. And after there's already been a victim. Prevention needs to be a big thing. Yeah. And the reality is if you're dealing with an actual like brain development issue, there should be ways for you to get help where you're not immediately persecuted for seeking help before you've ever done anything. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. And trust me, we have a lot of feelings about wanting to just vilify people. Mm -hmm. And the second they do anything, that's it yeah you, you fucked it yeah but I think Perfect that it goes process. hand in hand of making or I hope it can go hand in hand of making it an unsafe place for people to be abusers and to do bad things and also to make it a safe place make the world a safer place and get more um, access for people to seek help before they ever go and do something harmful I think um sorry yeah, go, go ahead. 
by also making um, the internet a less safe place for abusers to be abusive, it will also remove the amount of spaces where abusers can go to find other abusers and yes. like share information or plans or, you yeah. know, like team up or whatever they need to do. Less groups that will be available because yeah. if there's nowhere for them to go, then go to therapy <laughs> yes go to therapy and sit. <laughs> um but yeah yeah so I think that that's just something and I'm sure that there's tons of people who are going to be mad at me for talking about that and not just vilifying anyone whoever has experienced those thoughts or feelings but the reality is there should be help for these people to prevent any them from ever hurting anyone yes Yes, especially if that's that's what they want. Like, if they don't want to feel the way they feel, they want to keep people safe, then there should be a way to help them, like, make sure that that doesn't happen. Like, that they never act on that stuff. Because I would much rather there be, like, no one getting, like, persecuted in the public eye because no one got assaulted. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. much rather there not be these huge oh this person was found doing this and we're getting revenge because no one was ever the victim yeah we need less victims and that doesn't always mean less people who were abusers it just might mean that people who got help in time so yeah. they didn't turn to abusing others yeah Anyways, that's I know a whole a whole thing. I'm glad you spoke about it. Sorry, I'm like starting to float, but like I yes. You're totally good. Um do you want to wrap up this episode here and we've done the first podcast yeah. episode? It was I fun. Know. I'm glad that we did it. And in the future, <laughs> y'all expect like we're going to keep making these. They'll be about all sorts of types of things. Mm-hmm. And we might have some system guests on sometimes. Okay. It might be more than just the two of us. Yes. Sorry, I had a hiccup. There. My body's no. doing all sorts of things today, apparently, on this podcast. <laughs> a treat for all viewers and listeners out there. <laughs> Sorry. you got to laugh about these things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> You're totally good. Right, in a way. Wrap it up here. We, um, oh, and like, do you want to just, I don't think we really need to edit this much. We can just kind of get it up soon. I think we can probably just throw it up, to be honest. I agree. Unfiltered, unedited, bing bong, fuck Can't your it. life. <laughs> bing bong, fuck your life. Bing bong, fuck your life. Okay. I love you so much. Uh, sorry. I love you too. Let's <laughs> play it again for a second there. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for doing this uh, with us, and let's do yes. it again soon. Yes, I will. Episode one the recording. Episode one. Don't forget to check us out on everywhere that you can find podcasts, and um, check us out on YouTube under Candid Audios. Candid Audios. Candid Audios. We love you. Stay safe, and we will see you next time. Wear a mask. Wear yes. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Don't be a dick. Bye. Bye. <laughs>